You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Oh, welcome in. Just a couple weeks to go, and it is time again. MLB.com Extras, the Pittsburgh Pirates edition. And uh, I'm Dave Raymond with Tom Singer. Tom, it looked like, um, you know, a big blow. Might have been delivered with that three-game sweep, rather uh, the last three games won by the Chicago Cubs in that series in Pittsburgh. But they went out on this tough road trip and really showed some life over the weekend against the Dodgers. And that, I'm sure, has retrained their focus again. Totally, totally. You know, those three straight losses, then you go into L.A. and as you might have expected, you lose to Zach Greinke. And you got Clayton Kershaw coming up after that. So it looked kind of uh, really a negative, like this team was about to cash in as far as, uh, you know, any chances at the division. But uh, they, they beat Granke. They uh, they win the Sunday game in L.A., go on to Colorado, and the division hopes are still very much alive. Yeah, Cardinals, um, you know, have shown some vulnerability. The Cubs are coming on hard, though. How much – it's funny, when, you, when you're in the middle where the Pirates are, you know, you've got to have that head on the swivel, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. who's, who's the bigger – Who's the bigger nemesis right now, the Cubs or the Cardinals? Well, uh, <laughs> present purposes, uh, it's the Cubs because uh, holding them off obviously is job number one, and the Pirates get to play the Cubs before they get to play the Cardinals. So, uh, best case scenario, you know, they uh, they win uh, three out of four in Colorado, put their foot down in Chicago, take care of the Cubs, and by the time the Cardinals come up uh, after that in PNC Park. You know, your uh, concern is only St. Louis. You've already taken care of the Cubs, and you can focus on the Cardinals. Uh, that's the best-case scenario. We'll see if, you know, if, it, if it plays out. But as far as who's the harder team right now, without question, it's the Cubs. Not just because of the one-loss record, but uh, that team, uh, you know, Joe Madden uh, is doing what everybody expected him to do. He's got that team believing in, in itself and playing at a very high level. And you know what? That uh, little issue they had with the Cardinals over the weekend, uh, you know, <laughs> with the bean balls, uh, that's Joe Madden's style. I remember so distinctly when the Rays were a definite, uh, you know, also, and I mean, they had never had even a winning season. I very much remember they kind of threw down the gauntlet to the Yankees in a spring training game. They had a brawl. And sure enough, that's the season that the Rays, you know, won the uh, AL East. So, I mean, the Joe Madden plays the psychological game as well as his players, as he gets his players to play the physical game. And right now, that's a very threatening combination. I agree. I agree. He's a master at that and, and, a, and a good manager who knows how to, I don't know if it's manipulate is the right word, but certainly motivate, keep guys focused, those types of things can be very valuable. I, I, and I do believe to that end, Clint Hurdle is an absolute master of, of handling his clubhouse. You you had a talk with him the other day about, you know, this, this idea of having that wild card game at home, should they not win the division, versus playing that game on the road. I mean, the, look, the home road thing, there's an obvious advantage, you know, the last bat, those types of things. But what, what else did you glean from him in that conversation? Well, I mean, obviously, the, the, the other obvious thing is the uh, you know support of the fans, especially in Pittsburgh when you got those postseason blackouts. That's a very uh, uh, genuine tenth man situation, I believe. But also, as Clint pointed out, as most teams, the Pirates are formulated to perform 
best in their own ballpark, you know, with the big left field uh, in the corner. Your pitchers are ground ball pitchers. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously a home field advantage in a very realistic sense translates to how your team was built. It was built for your home ballpark, so it definitely would have a, uh, a tactical advantage in their playing in a home ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I guess kind of an off-the-field story now, unfortunately. Uh, Jung-Ho Gong, uh, you know, knocked up. I mean, he really got he really got banged up at second base. The, the fractured tibia, he's got the torn meniscus, he's out. Uh, what was... What was the reaction in the clubhouse? What is you know how does how does Clint Hurdle talk about or, or think about navigating the season going forward with, without him? Well, in typical Hurdle fashion, it's uh, you know it's the uh, so what now what you know we have to move beyond uh, Zhang Ho's injury. He conceded what a valuable player he had become and somebody that he'll be missed. But uh, you know we also have to look at the other end of that. Uh, you know fans will recall uh, both Gong and Ramirez for that matter. Uh, became uh, principal players during the injuries to Jody Mercer and Josh Harrison. And when those two were coming back, one of the leading issues was how was Hurdle going to find playing time for all these guys and keep them short? So in a real realistic sense, now you've taken Jung-Ho out of that equation, but it doesn't really overall negatively affect the lineup and who he's got available, but he's got one less infielder to have to get into the mix. As much as Jung-Ho will be missed, and because, uh, you know, besides his production, has become a very uh, integral part of that whole clubhouse atmosphere. He'll be missed, but uh, whatever happens from here on out cannot be blamed, you know, if things go negatively, not to uh, look on the dark side. But whatever happens here on out will be irregardless of the availability or lack of, uh, you know, John Hogan. Um, you, you know, on the on the opposite side of that, I mean, Gong's still looking forward to a great, productive Major League career once he comes back from this injury. We're looking at the end of Aramis Ramirez's career. Um, and what a spot. You know, what a spot yeah. for him to come back. You sat down with him recently, too, to talk about his role and this whole push for the, for the postseason. What is it meaning to him? Well, it means a lot to him. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Aramis isn't a very uh, – uh, Visibly emotional guy. He's very low key. Keeps things, you know, within himself. But uh, you know, in those the two wins in Los Angeles, he drove in the winning run in both games. They were both one-run victories, and he's getting a tremendous kick out of uh, being able to do this for his original franchise, which was, uh, uh, you know, seasonal hundred-game loser the last time he was around. So, uh, for him to be able to go out this way with the same team that he came in with, but in a totally different atmosphere. I think it means an awful lot to him. And depending on how deep this team goes into the postseason, uh, without question, it will be one of his fondest memories taking into retirement. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool for him and for a pretty good guy, too. And, you know, you, you had another story. I mean, you were just knocking out of the park this week, by the way. Um, the Mark Melanson feature. Here's a guy who, who sets the, the franchise record for saves. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've known Mark for, for a while, and, and, uh-huh. and I thought you did a great job early on in the piece you, capturing that he's not just a closer or a guy who's had some success. You know, he, he's, a, he's a really solid individual, a great man, and um, it's a pretty neat story what's going on with that guy and, and, and how important he is to this run. 
It, it really is. And he's such a unique individual, as you doubtless know, since you do know him. Um, and I think it kind of helps him being as consistent and effective as he is. And it kind of occurred to me in watching him pick up the last two saves to break that record. You know, you've got 50,000 people in Dodger Stadium screaming at you. Uh, the loudspeakers in Dodger Stadium are incredibly high decibel level. And he's in the middle of all this, retiring everybody he faces. And the fact that he's got that slow heartbeat and can, uh, you know, keep things uh, under control really helps him in, 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 in that atmosphere. And, you know, he told me after the, 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 the Sunday save, uh, he went to a 3-0 count on the last batter. And he told me that, boy, I just didn't want to walk him because I was running on fumes. I was really gassed. It was a really hot day. It wasn't that he had thrown that many pitches. But, but he found it within himself to come back for one strike. And then the next pitch got the inning ending grounder. But that's one of the few times he admitted to me that he was totally gassed and was running on fumes, but he could still finish the job. Yeah, yeah, pretty amazing season for him. All right, we're wrapping it up, Tom. But uh, you've got three games in Chicago to wrap up the series, two of them day games, which is interesting. How do you think that affects things one way or the other? Well, oddly enough, I mean, I don't know if, how much uh, – you can you can put on whether it's day game or a night game, but the Pirates have been a very good team in the afternoon games. Uh, for one reason, we got Pedro Pedro Alvarez is always uh, good. You, you can count on him to hit one long ball every time there's an afternoon game. But overall, uh, the, the team's performance in day games has been excellent, uh, which may be just you know coincidental. I don't know what uh, tactical advantages go out to playing in the daytime as opposed to the nighttime. But it's definitely an element that doesn't hurt the Pirates. It's a good thing that all the games are day games, because if you had uh, day games following night games, then you know that kind of messes up your lineup and it could affect uh, you know who Hurdle can run out there. But by the way, I think it's pretty much true juggling lineups. You've got 13 games left. He's not going to arrest people anymore, which I know has upset some of the fans, some of the key guys who've been missing games. But I think we've seen the last of that. He, you know, he's, he's going to go with his. Uh, best uh, eight going forward. All right. Well, it is indeed crunch time right now for the Pirates. Of course, the Cubs and the Cardinals in that division. Exciting stuff. Tom, can't wait to hear about it again next week. Well, maybe we'll be talking about the first-place Pirates. Who knows? Hey, look at you. I love it. All right. There you go. Tom Singer, MLB.com Extras, the Pittsburgh Pirates edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.